0: Welcome to A Voice in the Distance Ministries as we continue in the book of Leviticus today in chapter 5. And uh, this particular chapter I'd like to think that we can relate to a little more as modern day Christians in our day and age versus in the ancient day Old uh, Testament Levitical sacrifices, if you will. And uh, the, the book of Leviticus, again, not all of it is... is is confusing. Not all of it is is stuff that doesn't pertain to us because there's going to be many things that pertain to us. So again, the hope and prayers that you follow along because again, this is the mind and the ways of God on how things were done. We looked at the following chapter last week of um, that I titled purging sin. And it was the way that they did purge sin. But you know, they, the Lord gives us continual ways of how to of how to handle things in life how, how to uh, handle sin and how to handle things with one another and we 're going to look at those things we 're going to be looking at internal things this time, if you will, and so looking forward to this because it's it's sort of that true confession type of chapter and so when we 're going to look at things i want to I want us to focus on a handful of things or at least a few things here. I want us to focus on a view of sin, but like a, a, what would we, we would call a right view of sin. We can look at a, a right view of ourselves. We can look at a right view of who God is. Through this aspect, why? Because again, the book of Leviticus. See, people look at the book of Leviticus and we think and say to ourselves, "Okay, a lot of laws, a lot of instructions, a lot of things that don't pertain to us." The book of Leviticus, in its main structure, was a book based on holiness. It was a book based on being set apart that that's what the foundation of the book of Leviticus is. It was a book based on holiness. And so that's I think that's again why a lot of the reasons people don't always want to read it. It's not always due to some um you know old stuff that we don't practice or pertain anymore. But we're going to see that there are things that we do still. And and so it's very important to see these things because God gives us the same the same care, the same the same outlook now again, I always say that you know i 'm so thankful I am so thankful for what Christ did on the cross because he wasn 't around at this time. this is how it was done in the day, but you see we 're going to see things on how they're how they 're being done internally here and how it does pertain to us as well and and so we we can relate we 're going to be able to relate because we 're going to look at things. From a moralistic view, if you will, and we're going to be able to relate to those things because perhaps maybe we've done something or something's been done to us. So how do we handle that? you know how do we handle such things? When we look at the new testament we we look at the instruction on how we were told to to never bring a another Christian brother to court, and, and so issues and things were to be handled within the church, within the elders why because by going through a court it's going to cost everybody money it's going to be an expensive process so you know you want to use some you want to use some godly men in your church to help you take care of your issues well that's what god is doing here is he's giving them the the, the ways of handling things in these particular issues we don't want to have to go to these uh, to these circumstances that are going to cost us somewhere down the line because this was a costly thing. Your sacrifice has costed you. And so in today's modern day, something costs us. When we sin, when we fall, There, there is, there is still cost involved. Now, our forgiveness is free of charge, thank God. But still consequences, consequences are still there for, for us down the road somewhere in some way, shape, or form. And so... We look at this, we can look at this as a form of prevention. See what God is giving us here is more of of a prescriptive a prescriptive view, a prescriptive way of 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 what I like to call preventative medication. You have preventative medication, you have directive medication. Your directive medication is to help you with something with a sickness you already have. But your preventative medication is to help you prevent gaining that sickness. So we're going to look at both preventative medication, we're going to look at directive medication. And so praise God for that. Praise God for his ways. Praise God for his word. And so we're going to take a look in uh, chapter 5. Now this is what, we, uh, what is called a trespass offering. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 4 first. It says, Now if a person sins in hearing the utterance of an oath, and is a witness, whether he has seen or known of the matter, if he does not tell it, he bears guilt. Or if a person touches any unclean thing, whether it is a carcass of an unclean beast, or the carcass of an unclean livestock, or the carcass of unclean creeping things, and he is unaware of it, he also shall be unclean and guilty. Or if he touches human uncleanliness, whatever uncleanliness, with which a man may be defiled, and he is unaware of it, when he realizes it, then he shall be guilty. Or if a person swears, speaking thoughtlessly with his lips... To do evil or to do good. Whatever it is that a man may pronounce by an oath and he is unaware of it. When he realizes it, then he shall be guilty in any of these matters. Notice how God said when he realizes it. See, again, God is always good because he, he looks at us in the form of what we do in our realization. You know, people have always asked, what about children? What happens to children? Well, we discipline them, of course, but a lot of them at certain ages don't know any better. But the consequences are always worse when they get older because they've known better and blatantly did something wrong. And and so this is what God is saying when when he becomes aware of it. And so he covered some aspects here. You know, he, hearing the utterance of an oath and as a witness, whether he has seen or of known of the matter, and if he does not tell it, he bears the guilt. Now, this is something grown people do uh, for the most part, because you know God requires His people to make the truth known, and, and so if he does not tell it, he bears the guilt. So, therefore, you know it, it's the duty of us to do that—to to, to be a witness, to come forward and tell the truth of a matter—is what he's saying. And we can say the same, right? That uh, applies to our witness with Christ. Is that enough? That we should actively, you know, deny Jesus or lying about our relationship with him, right? Is that something that we would do? And to hear the voice of swearing means to be under oath. And the first sin on the list of trespasses is lying under oath. Playing games with truth, if you will. And so... People would say, well, if I were God, and we're singling out trespasses, lying under oath, and all this other stuff, they would come up with what they would do. But, you know, everybody wants mercy, amen? Everybody wants grace. Because somewhere down the line, we've done that. Because have you ever sworn to do or not do something? And then, you know, you realized how foolish the promise was. See, that's why we hear the Lord saying in the New Testament, to let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Because if we look at something here, if we have to strengthen our word with an oath, I guess it could be looked at as something is wrong with our sincerity. Because because the only promise that we ought not to keep, if you will, is our promises that lead to sin. It's interesting, you know, back in the old in the old days of the you know, especially in the New Testament times, um, pottery that was made. Uh, like particular pottery pots and stuff like that that was made out of clay would have a would have a, an inscription on it in in Latin called sincera or sinicera, which means without wax and it 's another term it 's a Latin word for for that of sincerity or, or sincere like integrity if you will it means without wax because what would happen is is that the person who builds the, uh, the pottery would sometimes have a crack in their stuff. So what they would do is they would seal it with a wax that nobody could see, like a clear wax. Nobody could tell the difference. But the, the wise person that kind of knows what to look for would pick it up and, and, and they would put it up in the sun and twirl it around so that way they could see if there was light showing through it. Now, the one with the integrity would, basically put on there the Latin word sinicera, so that way they would see that it's without wax. And so, are we without wax, right? Do we we bear the guilt, or are we the ones making that pottery and putting the wax on everything? You know, if a person swears, speaking thoughtlessly, you know, nobody likes that, because that careless promise was still a promise, if you will. But again, you know, broken vows. Broken vows are a tough thing. And we see that all the time. Marriages is one of the biggest ones. You know, people do not take that seriously enough. You know, they they, they say I do, but then uh, when they're not happy anymore, they say I won't. And God is not happy with that by any means. So, again, we see so many things in what's being said here. A person who swears, speaking thoughtlessly, You know, and then when he realizes it, then he shall be guilty. And so, are we guilty? Or can we say that I am clear? Uh, Lord, help us to be more clear more often. But, you know, again, we looked at also if a person touches any unclean thing, uh, a carcass of uh, an unclean beast or livestock or of a dead body, that was, again, something that was in two different ways. We could see that in the form of both ceremonial and also physical. You were ceremonially ceremonially unclean by touching such a thing, whatever it was. But also, when you look at the idea of touching something dead, it, it spreads disease. You know, it's interesting, on the island of Madagascar, Every so many years, I forget how many years it is, I want to I want to say seven years or maybe a little more. Every so many years, they dig up their dead relatives from their graves and they dance with them in, in, in big celebrations. And it was spreading such a high amount of disease in Madagascar that the government got involved and were pleading with the people to stop doing it. So, but they weren't listening and they continued to do it, so therefore the disease was spreading. So we see why God created this particular law. It's not good ceremonially, it's not good physically. Because, you know, in order to do the ceremonial stuff, you had to be clean in every aspect. There was cleanliness involved. So you could not touch these things. But let's see what, now, what else he has to say in regards to how to make the sin offering. He gives that advice here, or that instruction, I should say, in verses 5 to 13. It says, And it shall be, when he is guilty in any of these matters, that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing. And he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord, for his sin which he has committed, a female from the flock, a lamb, or a kid of the goats, as a sin offering, so the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin. If he is not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring to the Lord for his trespass, which he has committed, two turtle doves or two young pigeons, as a, and uh, one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. And he shall bring to them the priest, who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first, and wring off its head and its neck, but shall not divide it completely. And then he shall sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering." And he shall offer the second as a burnt offering according to the prescribed manner. So the priest shall make atonement on his behalf for his sin which he has committed, and it shall be forgiven him. But if he is not able to bring two turtle doves or two pigeons, then he, shall, he who sins shall bring for his offering one tenth of an ephah of fine flour, or as a sin offering, and he shall put oil on it. He shall put no oil on it, nor shall he put frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. Then he shall bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take his handful of it as a memorial portion, and burn it on the altar. According to the offerings made by fire to the Lord, it is a sin offering." the priest shall make atonement for him, for his sin that he has committed in any of these matters, and it shall be forgiven him. The rest shall be the priest as a grain offering. I went over that in chapter 2. I called that a spiritual cakewalk. (laughs) But again, when he is guilty, and this really has the idea of when he realizes that guilt, and that's what I said. Confession. Confession is key. And that is today the same thing. Nothing has changed. We are called to confess our sins. Because the entire system of sacrifices could not help a sinner unless he brought his offering with an attitude of repentance and a willingness to confess that sin. And today, because of Christ's death on the cross, we do not have to sacrifice animals, but still it is vital. It's important for us to confess those sins. That's what we are called to do continually. Continually. And so cleansing from sin was, it was available to anyone. It didn't matter how rich or poor you were because you see here what God was doing was, is He was naming these animals. And, and what you could use. So there was no excuse. Well, I can't afford it, so I guess I'm off the hook. Absolutely not. Okay, you got the money for it, you're to put, you know, you were to bring the bull. If not, you had the goat, okay, you don't have enough money for that, so we have the pigeons and turtle doves, hey, even even poorer of that could bring the you know the f of the flower, which is a certain amount of flour. There was no reason why atonement couldn't be made, but how easy is it now? How easy it How easy is it now, because I don't care how rich or poor you are. How easy is it now to say, "Father, forgive me, and to know that it's done when you are Forgiven or asking for forgiveness in a true heart. A true confession is priceless. Because again, I said the right view of these things, a right view of sin is really understanding of the, the deserving of judgment. Right? Because What we do brings heartache, it brings hurt, it brings death, it brings destruction, it brings it to us, it brings it to others. And so, this is a principle thing. This is a principle thing is what it is. You know, now I said before, now people have asked, why why is it that the Jews no longer make sacrifices? Because... Well, they have no they have no temple or place for that. So now they've substituted with good works and with gifts, if you will. So that is the new that has been the thing, in the form of a substitute. But confession, whether you're Jew or Gentile, is required. Confession, Lord, forgive me. God, forgive me and so he's looking for the inners for the inner self in the previous chapters when god was giving instruction on uh, animal sacrifices and what to use. He, he was saying that certain I- inner parts of the of the animal were to be burnt, uh, liver and heart and whatever else have you. And people would be like, why, why does that matter? Because really, if you think about it, God was also wanting what's on our inside as well. What is on the inside of you? The the sacrifice was on the inside of the animal as well, from his creation. So he wants your heart, okay? But thank God no longer is that having to be done in that procedure. So let's take a look here. Now there's a procedure for a guilt offering in verse 14 to 16. And then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, if, if a person commits a trespass and sins unintentionally in regards to the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring to the Lord as, he tre- as a, uh, his trespass offering a ram without blemish, from the flocks with your uh, valuation in shekels of silver according to the shekel of the sanctuary as a trespass offering. And he shall make restitution for the harm that he has done in regard to the holy thing and shall add one-fifth to it and give it to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering and it shall be forgiven him. So now as we continue, as we're looking at those right views, we looked at like a right view of sin, but now we can take a, a right view of ourselves during this. A right view of ourselves during this particular process. Confession. I mean, if we've done something and we feel guilty about it, you know, there seems to be a respect when somebody comes to say, you know, I've got something I need to confess to you. And and so, it's a way of working it out. Now, God appreciates that, even though He already knows. He knows our mind and our heart. But the fact that we're willing to come to Him and say that I'm, I want to confess, Lord, to you is pleasing to Him. So therefore, it also means it's pleasing to others as well. Because if you think about it, When you sin against another person, you're still sinning against God. You are sinning against God. If somebody hurts your child, it's hurting you too. If if a brother or sister is hurting one another, you're hurting the parents. And so, this is a right view of ourselves. It's good to confess. Confess uh, specifically. It's good to confess immediately. You know, I look at King David. King David, you know, when he, he when he had his um his soldier Uriah killed in battle, he didn't confess at first. He didn't confess at first about it. He tried to cover it up, but when his prophet Nathan brought it up to him, and, and, and after that, David was truly, really convicted after that, in what he had done. David David had made some very big mistakes. But David fessed up to them. That's the thing. Because he was the man who sought after God's own heart. This guilt offering was a way of taking care of sin. that was committed unintentionally. It, it was for those who sinned in some way against holy things. And we look back at, the, at Exodus. If you, if you listen to that, uh, there was a lot of things that God instructed in the book of Exodus. If you, if you damaged somebody's property... Or, 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 or one of their uh, livestock or animals were killed. You were to replace it intentionally or unintentionally. It was just the, the right thing to do. And, and so is is he said right here. He said he, he shall make restitution for the harm that he has done in regards to, to holy things. But he shall add one fifth to it. That's interesting. So. It makes you want to look at this and say, like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to do it if I have to add one fifth to it. I, I don't want to have to pay it back, but I don't want to have to add any more to it." Um, you know, that could probably be somewhere close to you know maybe twenty percent, if you will, fifteen twenty percent, and so it was costly. And it was costly for those who unintentionally sinned against someone in either case. You had a ram with no defects. It had to be sacrificed. Plus, those harmed by the sin had to, had to be compensated for their loss. So, we look at the death of Christ. Even the death of Christ has made guilt offerings unnecessary for us today because we still need to make things right for those we hurt. That, that's what we are to, also to do. We're not called to basically uh, do what we're going to do and say, well, I'm forgiven. So, no, we're we to continue to do the right thing. We're going to continue to do the right thing in confession to one another. Confession toward God. Right? Because that is what He commanded us. That is what He commanded us. And, and so, God help us. God help us for, for us to be... Wanting to seek things right with God first and not want to, and not want to do anything wrong whatsoever. I I remember talking to my teenage son. I just said, you know, I wish I would have learned a long time ago what I, what I learned now. You know, that if you really wanted to get away with something, just don't do it at all because God is watching. And I wish I wish I would have told myself that or somebody would have told me that. Whether I would have listened or not is another story. But again, looking at God's word is like looking at an x-ray of your heart and your soul and your mind. It shows all the things that... Man does, but it also gives that prescriptive medication. Now, 17 and 19 says, "...if a person sins and commits any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though he does not know it, yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity. And he shall bring to the priest a ram without blemish from the flock." with your value, with your valuation as a trespass offering so the priest shall make atonement for him regarding his ignorance in which he erred and did not know it and it shall be forgiven him but it is a trespass offering he has certainly trespassed against the lord so no getting away from it right <laughs> though he does not know it is said because if if someone if someone messed up something at the time this is where the tabernacle was built there was no temple so if somebody uh did something in the tabernacle there was no excuse for it there was there was restitution there was something that they had to make atonement for this you know if if you've been stopped by a police officer in so in some cases unfortunately people that did something that didn't know something would say officer i i never knew that i didn't know that a lot of times the the police officer would say there is no excuse or ignorance is no excuse for the law and here here's your ticket because man can never make restitution for god or to god i should say for his sin nature and no restitution was required for the uh, with the sin offering the trespass offering um, offered the specific acts of sins carried with those penalties and the twenty percent to be paid to to the person wrong was the key, was the thing here this wasn't given to to punish the god's people but to liberate them from the guilt if you've if you've had to replace something if you've had to pay for something that you've done perhaps you can relate perhaps you can relate to this well again you know I've got good news that I mentioned before that good news was Christ Jesus and we thank we thank God for him every day because we we don't we don't always know what we do. Jesus himself said it on the cross, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Stephen, the very first martyr in the book of Acts, when he was being stoned to death by, by the allowing of Paul the, or Saul, but who, who we know as Paul, Paul the Apostle, Stephen said, Forgive them for they do not know what they do. Yes. Even our Lord and Savior asked God, to forgive them for they did not know what they do. But, they still did it. They still did it willingly. Be it our Lord and Savior, up on the cross, that took the beating that no one's ever taken before, that has had every sin cast upon Him, asking God to forgive them, Asking God to forgive the ones who are doing all of these things. Asking God to forgive all of the ones who wanted Him crucified. And these were people He probably helped at some point. Asking for forgiveness uh, for for them on on, on their behalf. God gives a way. See, what we're looking at was an old way. We were looking at the, the, the old ways of how to do things. And that's fine. I, I thank God for, for what he did because I, I, I see the bridge that's being built. I see the bridge that was being built from, from then to now. And I'm thankful for that bridge. I'm thankful for the bridge that we got to cross. That, that we do not have to do those things. That, that we have a merciful Lord who already took, already took all of our trespasses and said, "I've paid the bill." Now, the only ones who can say that are the ones who have received him, though. Not everybody can say that uh, not everybody can say that, well, I guess mine are too, right? I mean, no, you have to receive. You have to receive him in order to have your sins forgiven. And and that's what A Voice in the Distance is about as well. It, it's about teaching you the Word of God for what it's saying. It's about equipping you and praying for you. But it's also the form of, of evangelism that brings you to the Lord. To bring you into that relationship with Him. That, that you would get to know Him better than ever. And, and so... This is an opportunity. This is this is a life-changing opportunity for you right now to say I want Christ in my heart. I want Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want him as my father. So if you feel led, I want to offer you to say a prayer of receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, who died for your sins. Christ, your Lord and Savior, who is preparing a place for you in heaven. And so if you feel led, I want you to say this prayer after me. Dear God, please forgive me. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I confess to you that I am a sinner, Lord. And Lord, I ask of you to cleanse me of my sins. I ask of you to wash away my sins, Father Lord. As I thank you, Lord, for dying for me. I thank you, Lord... For coming to earth, Lord, and teaching us and, and doing everything you did. And I thank you, Lord, for doing everything you continue to do. And Lord, I just want to ask of you now, Lord, to remember me, Father Lord. To receive me when my time comes that I will be with you. For I accept you now as my Lord. I accept you as my Savior, as my Father. As Lord, as I love you and I praise you. And I receive you now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, again, you know, again, Leviticus is an interesting book. <laughs> Not everybody is always interested to read it. But you know what, again, the Word of God. Just, just remember that. It's the Word of God. And, and remember that God is good and God is always right. And so is God's Word. We're seeing more of Him. and We're seeing more of His attributes. And, and so, it's going to show us more of us. It's going to show us more of what we need to be and what not to be. So, follow along. Grow in Him. Walk with Him. And more than anything, receive Him. Because we live in a day that we can just ask for forgiveness and it's granted to us if we ask in truth. So, take advantage of that. and And, and may you... Not take advantage of grace, but take advantage of, 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 of the, the grace and mercy, but don't take advantage of, of sin, if you will. Because it's a, it's a gift that He gives us that grace. So may God bless and keep you.